0: Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a once proud member of the now defunct Eventide Entertainment Podcast Network. I'm your host, Don Smith. Sometimes we have to press on without a guest co-host. I talked to film director John D. Hancock, and this episode nearly didn't happen. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 106.9 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU 106.9.org.
1: The brutal presence overwhelms me.
0: Brutal presence.
1: Wolverine!
0: All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host Don Smith. I'm sitting in with uh, no guest co-host. Uh, Nurse Susie is on her way here, uh, but she's, uh, she is late as she is very often. It's, uh, just, it's, a, it's a habit with her at this point, I think. Uh, my first guest is on the phone with me, uh, Director John D. Hancock. I think he's only. we like the D. I, <laughs> you,
2: I was always John Hancock until there there was another director named John Lee Hancock, and then I had to be John D. Then you you had but, to add the D. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, there's there's this other John Hancock that a lot of people have heard of too. Well, uh, there, yeah, that's he's a little yeah. older though. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> my grandfather. Right. <laughs> now, are you a relation or do you know? I don't think so. My okay, okay. Aunt
2: Gladys always always told me I was, but I actually don't think so.
0: <laughs> well, you, you got to claim it somewhere in there. Well, you, yeah. At least, at least everybody. Thinks I can sign
2: my name like that.
0: Well, there you go. That's that's a start. That's a start. That that may, years
2: of practicing yeah. in grade school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing? Uh, where where are you located? So we know where we're talking to you at. Well, I mean, I mean an... n- not exactly, not exactly. I don't want to give away your exact location. You know,
2: I'm about an hour and a half from Chicago. I'm near oh, okay. La Port Indiana.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So not not too far out of Dayton, little ways, no. but not not too far out there. So, you no, uh, no. you are a film director. How long have you been doing that? I'm looking at your IMDb, and uh, it's a lot of lot of stuff there. Well, 50 years. <laughs> 50 years. That's that's a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I started the first one shows up there is sticky my fingers, fleet my feet, of short in nineteen seventy. So yeah. How, how did what made you get started? Did you start out in acting, or did you just start out as a director and not look back?
2: Um, I started out as a director and didn't look back. I I started directing in college. I, I lied and said I would directed in high school, <laughs> and uh, they let me direct. And I. Uh, I discovered immediately that I loved to do it, and uh, I, I, I did. I never looked back. I mean, the year I graduated, I went to New York and I did a hit off Broadway uh, at 22 years old, and then I, you know, I've just been working ever since.
0: So you, you've direct you've directed theater as well, and yeah, I directed theater yeah. for.
2: I started doing the theater and then uh, did that for 10 years, and then got uh, this that a grant from the American Film Institute. To make a short oh.
0: but
2: then got me work doing features
0: so. well, good deal, good deal yeah uh, start starting out in theater is that it, it is that your preference, or is that which which of the two medium are you more drawn to?
2: I'm more drawn to movies uh okay. because you know they talk about the theater being sculpting in ice, and um the fact that it well. The thing I'm proudest of in my life is a production of Midsummer Night's Dream that I did years ago that I want to know before and and I mean I'd like to have my wife see that but she can't because right. I met her afterwards you know so uh I, I I mean I still work in the theater once in a while and I I I do love the getting a laugh from a live audience
0: Right you uh, you just like the longevity yeah. of the film that way it's still there Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that makes sense Also it it pays more well, yeah, you get, yeah. You get to go out of doors. You don't spend your life in kind of dusty velvet interiors, and you,
0: you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Back of the theater kind of. It can be kind of a dark place back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I've done a lot of theater locally before I started because I, I do a lot of acting in film now, because I don't have time. Well, which for theater. You, which,
2: which do you like better?
0: uh I actually prefer being on stage. I prefer the live yeah. theater the instant well reaction. i think for
2: acting that's i mean for an actress to have that feedback is
0: yeah really yeah yep. that that's how I got into performing comedy is I don't have time for a whole theater production because of course that's just months of your life that right. you, that's that's gone away by the time you're done but i I love it, but it's just uh very yeah. time consuming. But uh, when you switched over to film, uh, was that an Im- immediate switch where you were just? I'm I'm trying I'm I'm trying to think of what the hell I'm saying. It's been a very long day. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I get lost sometimes in my own head and can't find my yeah, way. Yeah, it was yet. an
2: immediate switch. <laughs> but that, that, since then, I've gone back in a number of times and done things in the theater. Yeah. So, so but when I first when I st- first started making films, I. I continued to do that for a while, and did not work in the theater for a while.
0: Okay. Yeah, I see five episodes of the Twilight Zone on here too. That's uh, what was it like working on those?
2: Well, I was I, I enjoyed those doing doing those very much. I needed the money at the time, um, and I liked very much the management. I liked the producers. I liked the ads, the crews. I mean it was a very well run operation that went very smoothly and and uh nice uh, i enjoyed it
0: yeah i i directing i i have a lot of respect for directors just because i mean it seems to be a very daunting task to get everybody in line and doing what they're supposed to do i mean especially with independent film is normally what i mean that's most mostly what i work in of course but that's right. uh it's it's a lot harder to get people in line when they're volunteering their time but uh i, I heard it described as herding cats at one time cuz everybody's yeah. just going their own way
2: well it depends doesn't it i mean i haven't always had that i've had uh relatively uh you know if if the leadership is not divided if if there aren't you know factions within the management uh, it can then it can go it can be, like herding sheep, and not instead of cats. I mean, right. it, it uh, everybody can kind of be on the same page if there's uh, dictatorship from the top.
0: Right, dictatorship you, strongly. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, complete yeah. control. Yeah,
2: well, or in a in a not in a uh, a jerk way, but right, you know. Right but if there's if the dp and the director and the producer are not getting along then you've got a mess.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've I've been on those sets before and that's never that's yeah. never fun for anybody involved. No. Uh are you working on anything currently? Well, I've
2: I've finished a picture uh called The Girls of Summer that uh we're uh, about to uh, start releasing. It's uh uh a about the uh, the drummer in a country girl's band,
0: oh, cool. uh,
2: and her trip from farm to fame. She starts on a sod farm around where I live and ends up very successful. Nice. Uh, and the men she deals with on the way—it's it, kind of a female empowerment. It's and it's got a lot of wonderful country music in it. It's wonderful songs that people really like. So I, I'm hoping that'll do well. And I've I've got two new uh, screenplays that I'm trying to attach some actors to so I can get them financed. One is uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. It's, it's the production that I wish my wife could see, but it, I'm going to make a film out of it. Oh, nice. And the other one is about kind of idealistic bank robbers with families, and it's a kind of action picture about bank
0: robbers. Oh, that's those are always fun. <laughs> so
2: I have, I have two quite different
0: projects. Yeah, yeah. They just combine them, and it's like Shakespeare bank robberies. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, but Midsummer Night's Heist. There you go. That's, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> if all else fails, pitch that to him and see what happens. Yeah, sure. But uh, uh, are sorry. If I, are you? Uh, are you? Uh, have you done a lot of Shakespeare or just the Midsummer's Night?
2: I have. I have. I've I've done. You know, As You liked yeah. It and Anthony and Cleopatra and. Measure
0: for measure. I've done a lot of Shakespeare. Cool. Yeah. Is that... I, I keep meaning to get out and seeing more Shakespeare just because I, I was an English major, so that's... <laughs> you would, well, I th- love it. You would think I would have seen more, on. but... It's, it's yeah.
2: so rewarding to work on, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to... I've always wanted to perform Shakespeare as well, but, you know, no time right now, so... <laughs> oh, let's let's see. What, what else have we got? What else are we looking at here? Uh... What what was your favorite of your films to work on as far as just working with the cast and crew? What's the not not lessening the others, but what? what which one of you? Which one is your favorite?
2: Well, if you ha- did, if you have one, I I did a uh, a picture about a prison drama group with Nick Nolte called Weeds. Okay, and that was great fun. I mean, because he was fun and the cast was fun and the, the producer was my best friend and and my wife and i wrote it and it was uh, it was just you know we shot at a lot of prisons so you would think that would be grim but it was a lot of fun to do
0: yeah were were they prisons in use or when yeah. you shot? oh cool
2: yeah we shot you know several prisons in north carolina and, and stateville in in illinois
0: hmm yeah i'm trying to find it on here yeah there it is weeds uh so what what is it about i haven't seen that yet so even well, it came about out a, a while, in 1987.
2: But. <laughs> yeah, it's about a guy that, uh, it's based on a real case, uh, a guy named Rick Clucci, who was in San Quentin and saw a production of Waiting for Godot, that a regional theater brought in, hmm. and he got very excited about a uh, kind of arty theater, and formed a drama group in San Quentin, and it eventually got him out, and he got his ex-con friends together and took it on the road and it's it's uh criminals on the road doing uh uh you know avant-garde theater
0: interesting yeah.
2: and you can imagine I, the number of things that go wrong
0: right oh yeah absolutely it's it's uh what was stir crazy is some somewhat like that with the rodeo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, that. That's one I'll definitely have to put on my list to check out. Yeah, Because I like I like Nick Nolte anyway, and that's one I have not seen. Oh, he seen was great that,
2: fun huh? too. We had a good time doing that. Yeah, what he was, was he, sober was he? at that point, or relatively, you
0: know. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I know he had some issues. That was nominated for a Golden Globe as well. Excellent. Yeah. So, sorry about this. I'm. I'm kind of glad. Right. I'm kind of glad it's not live. This, this show almost didn't happen today just because, I mean, everything being locked down and they had two guest co-hosts cancel on me and then I replaced them last night with one and then she was, is running late and uh, had another guest cancel on me. So it's, we've uh-huh. been all over the place today and plus I've been at work all day and what are you not doing? feeling great. I, I'm actually a uh, maintenance tech. I work ah. in a lot of uh, medical facilities. so Oh, wow. So yeah, that's fun right now. <laughs> oh I'll bet.
2: my God, huh?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, that's 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 why I do comedy and and film because I I want to get out of maintenance. But uh, maintenance pays the bills right now. So right.
2: <sighs> How do you know uh, uh, Steve Joiner?
0: Uh, he reached out to me through uh, uh, Facebook, and just because of the because of the podcast and radio show, he reached out, and we just started working together. We talked for several talked several times, and we just started working together and booking people on the show. Great, so, yeah, he's a fun guy to work with.
2: He's very active, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he he blows up my phone sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because I, I get guests on, and that's that's what I want to keep doing. Sure, yeah. So. Uh let's see. So have you, have you done a lot of interviews through his uh through him? No. Uh uh-uh.
2: uh. No?
0: Okay. No. Maybe oh. one other? I don't Oh, okay. Well hopefully yeah, usu usually, usually when I have a guest host in here there the uh, a guest co host in here there's somebody to bounce off and my head isn't working as it clearly isn't tonight. But
2: <laughs> Well you got uh, some stuff. Do you have enough?
0: Yeah, I got I got some. If you want to take a break, we can come back. We can hit some uh, some of our, my strange news stories and have a laugh about them. Maybe by that point, my uh, guest co-host will be here.
2: What What do you want to do? Call me back or what?
0: Uh, no, I'm just all I'm really doing okay. is I'm kind of taking. I'm just okay. Kind of taking a break, pretending, and then I'm just recording. I'm saving the what we just recorded. I see. And all then right. I'll come back real shortly. So, all right, hold on just a second. Uh, you okay. can stay on the line, and we'll. Be right All back right. shortly.
1: Counting will drive you mad sometimes. That's just one of the silly parts of having a mind. The people of your life will march by you in a surreal parade. Some will come and go, and some will stay, but it's not up to you who stays and who goes. That can be the hardest part of it all And people will be cruel That doesn't mean you have to Not all the rules should be rules We should only keep a few Sometimes love gets dead And you're always five minutes from jail Remember that this life's the only life that's been given you. Don't waste your time on people telling you what they think you should do. If there's some answer, it's right there inside of you. And you're lucky if you find it before you die. Should probably only keep a few Sometimes even love gets dead
0: Most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. Still, uh, still missing a guest co-host. Uh, she's somewhere. She exists. I know. I've met her before. Uh, my guest is on the line, uh, Mr. John D. Hancock, uh, still with us. And we are, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, how how are things with how are you weathering the uh, the the coronavirus uh, lockdown? Well, I'm, is, is Indiana locked down like Ohio is?
2: Well, they've closed the schools. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm staying home. Yeah, that's. I'm at 81, so I'm kind of in a target area.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got to, yeah, you got to be uh, yeah. really careful with that because. And I'm,
2: I, I teach uh, at. Uh, Second City has started a new film school called the Harold Ramis Film School. I teach there, oh, wow. and I also teach, I also teach at Columbia College in Chicago. So, both of those I'm doing uh, online rather than face to face. Yeah, and I've that. never, I've never done that before. I did my first class at uh, Second City today, and it went very well. I was pleased. I, I, I got. I was nervous about you know, handling the computer, yeah. side of it, but uh, it seemed to go well.
0: Yeah, that's one of the first things they did here is they shut down all of our colleges and all of our schools, and then they closed all the restaurants and bars, and now uh, movie theater, any place anybody would ever go is is closed down in Ohio right now. They they postponed our election, which... uh, I saw all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite statements I've ever heard from a politician, I don't have the power to postpone the election, but I'm postponing the election. So that's... (laughs) Well, that's an achievement, yeah. Yeah, I thought that's great. Let's what other powers that he doesn't have right now can we hand him? Could
2: he uh, exercise right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I told somebody the other day that uh, you know, uh Governor Mike DeWine canceled uh, St. Paddy's Day because he's worried people will steal his pot of gold because he's like a 4-foot uh-huh. tall leprechaun. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> yeah, he he was in our, he was in the comedy club earlier this year or or, or last year midsummer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I made fun of him then too, but just to his, huh. just to his security guards. They thought it was funny because <laughs> he was speaking nearby and he had to stop in and use our restroom. And I told his security guards, I said, "You're not letting him poop back there, are you?" <laughs> they said, "Why?" I said, "Well, if he gets it all out now, he won't have anything to say." So <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm not a fan, not a fan of his. But anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. We got some news stories we need to cover because this is this is the important news that you don't always hear about. Yeah, this no, none of this is important. It's okay. Hey, <laughs> uh, police department in Oregon is urging people that if they run out of toilet paper, it's not worth calling nine one one. Uh, The Newport Police Department posted a surprising message on its Facebook page as shoppers across the country have flocked to the supermarkets to stock up on supplies amid the coronavirus pandemic that has uh, put much of the world on edge. It's hard to believe that we even have to post this. Do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. You will survive without our assistance, uh, uh, NPD wrote. Uh, The department then offered numerous alternatives if people couldn't find their favorite soft, ultra-plush two-ply a uh, citrus-scented tissue. So, yeah, uh, I never really thought of that as a reason to call nine one one. Well,
2: it depends on the state you're in, doesn't it? I mean, if, if it's supposed half half out, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, That's. Uh, I guess yeah, they don't want to just. Maybe
2: they're calling from public toilets. And,
0: that could be. That and, could and, be. And the,
2: the cops are just blowing them away. What a mistake.
0: See the only way I can understand this is if the neighbors calling because they the, the neighbors ran out of toilet paper and they're scooting across their lawn. That could <laughs> that could be the situation where that's 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 why the police had to be involved is because it's the public indecency I think.
2: Yeah, I think that they, they they should step up to this crisis.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they they should they should keep rolls on hand uh <laughs> in in the squad cars just just to head with their, out for, with their shotgun, right? Right, emergency butt wipe department. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, a Canadian man is uh, is set to appeal a new court ruling that revokes his vanity license plate that has been uh, as, that bears his name. Uh, his last name is Grabher, G- huh. G-R-A-B-H-E-R. Uh, Lauren Grabber uh, of Nova Scotia claims that he's been using his family name on his license plate without incident for nearly three decades. According to reports, uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles first approved the Grabber license plate around 1990, and he has renewed it without issue ever since. However, in 2016, an anonymous person complained about it to the Department of Motor Vehicles, claiming it promoted hate against women. Uh, (laughs) In response to the complaint, the license plate was canceled. Uh, Grabber and his attorney's uh, have demanded the license plate re- be reinstated, claiming the decision was discriminatory, unreasonable, and a violation of free expression. So <laughs> grab her. I think uh, I think Donald Trump is uh, part of the reason they had to remove that license plate. Oh I think, I think so yeah too. that's that <laughs> yeah.
2: Well I think they're right. I mean and why doesn't he just let it go? My God.
0: Yeah, I mean if
2: he could change change it to feel her.
0: Right, right. You know Right, ask her if it's okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. That, that's that's just that would be a terrible last name to have. I mean, I know mine's Smith, so I you know, but Grabber. That's yeah. That would be that that'd be hard to live with that, especially putting it on your license plate. <laughs> he's
2: proud. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's 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 proud of his Grabber. I guess. It's uh.
2: It's probably an old German name, right?
0: Yeah, that sounds like it's Graber or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Let's see. The Telegraph era is ending in Florida without a flash. Not even a flicker, really. It's more of a snicker. Uh, The Florida Senate uh, sent Republican Governor Ron DeSantis a bill Thursday that removes an entire chapter of law regulating the Telegraph industry, including $50 penalties for not promptly delivering messages. In the days before hashtags, texts, and FaceTime chats, uh, telegraphs were a big deal. Western Union completed the first transcontinental telegraph line in 1861, dealing a death blow to the struggling Pony Express, which began operations the year before. Florida laws regarding telegraphs haven't haven't had any substantial changes since 1913, and there haven't been any court opinions involved in the statute since 1945, according to legislative staff analysis. So I yeah I guess they're getting rid of all their telegraph laws. It's just going to be pandemonium down there now. My God, <laughs> I say they need to keep them because you know with it with this coronavirus, you never know that shuts down the whole power grid. Shuts it. Yeah, know, that's it's just it's all you got red. are those wires, yeah.
2: those thin wires.
0: Exactly. <laughs> They'll never get to nobody will ever think to break the telegraph wires. I think that these can't be what those are. <laughs> uh, when the Canadian band Shaft Bottom Boys, which is just a terrible name. Anyway, when the Canadian band Shaft Bottom Boys performed this past Saturday, all the songs were truly deep cuts. That's because the Sudbury, Ontario-based group performed a 50-minute concert 6,213 feet below sea level sea level in Creighton Mine. Uh, in the process, the four-man group set a Guinness World Record for the deepest concert. It's not—it's a fitting honor since the band dresses in minor gear and describes uh. itself on its Facebook page as a novelty band that is celebrating Sudbury's uh, deep mining history. Uh, vocalist Steve Atkins says the whole performance was a high point in his life. Uh. That's, uh, but Of course, <laughs> a high point and a low point at the same time. That's... Uh, I get wonder the,
2: if they'd had an audience down there.
0: Yeah. D- well, they couldn't serve alcohol because they were all minors. Huh? <laughs> that one was bad. That one. I should... I'm I'm going to edit that out. No, leave it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I leave all my terrible puns in. That's... No. Uh, <laughs> but no, the Shaft Bottom Boys. I'll, I'll have to check their music out. Probably has an echo to it. <laughs> I'd imagine... At least that concert probably did. I don't know. It might have been really good acoustics down there. Oh, this one sounds fun. A New Mexico woman is facing charges after uh, police say she stole a car and later tried to claim she was pop singer Beyonce Knowles. Uh, Serena Henry was arrested Saturday morning in Las Cruces, New Mexico when an officer spotted a vehicle that resembled one that had recently been reported stolen, the Las Cruces Sun News reports. Uh, according to court documents, the 48-year-old Henry ignored the officer's orders to pull, to pull over and later parked in front of her home. Documents say Henry told the officer that she was Beyonce. Uh, police also reported Henry uh, told the officer she found the keys in the vehicle and decided to take it for a joyride. She also allegedly told police that she didn't stop driving when she saw emergency lights because she didn't feel like it. I, <laughs> all right. At least she was honest about that. Sure. Yep, so Because you, you can't pull Beyonce over. I mean, um, who, who did they think they were? <laughs> These celebrities get away with everything, I think. All right. We will do one more, and then I'll go ahead and let you go. If you if you're good with one more if you don't want to run sure, away yeah. if, if you're not ready, ready enough, to run yeah. off now. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. We'll fi- we'll find a Oh, here we go. This is uh right on topic with Coronavirus. Televangelist Jim Baker uh, held up a blue and silver bottle, gazed, gazing intently at the label as he questioned the woman sitting next to him. This influenza that is circling the globe now, uh, Baker said on the February 12th broadcast of the Jim Baker Show, you're saying that silver solution would be effective. His guest, the so-called natural health expert uh, Cheryl Selman, uh, falsely implied that the liquid would likely be effective. The coronavirus impacting more than 120,000 people worldwide. Uh, Of course, this is a little bit older. Uh, Does not yet have a known treatment or cure. Uh, Well, let's say it hasn't been tested on that strain of coronavirus, but it has been tested on other strains of coronavirus and and has been able to eliminate it within 12 hours, Selman said. Totally eliminated. Kills it. Deactivates it. Uh, Silver Solution has been uh, proven by the government that it is has the ability to kill every pathogen it has ever been tested on, including SARS and HIV, Selman continued. uh, Four four four-ounce bottles could be yours, a message on the screen, said for just $80. uh, Selling fake treatment for the COVID-19 disease violates state and federal law. And good sense. That's uh, the old snake oil salesman, I think, is what we have here.
2: Oh, God, yes. How awful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh, that's te- that's that's terrible. Just taking people's money like that for something that's not going to work. It's probably just going to make things worse. Probably well, probably enhances. silver uh, in it. I, uh,
2: some kind of metal that kills germs. Is that
0: the idea? Yeah, I, yeah. It's called silver solution. It's yeah. Yeah. So so I don't know. It it might have silver in it. That's probably all it's worth is its weight in silver. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> probably not going to kill the coronavirus.
2: Well, okay, this has been fun, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm glad to chat with you.
0: Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to check out Weeds with Nick Nolte, and I'm, yeah, I am look please. forward to uh, what were your new ones coming out. Uh, the Girls of Summer. The Girls of Summer, yeah, The Girls of yeah. Summer. And, and good luck with uh, Midsummer Night's Dream and your other... Uh... The
2: other one is called South by Southeast.
0: South by Southeast, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, th- okay, thank you very good. much, John very D. Hancock. Uh, have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Life Radio Show. We will be back here shortly. Don't go anywhere.
1: presence
0: all <laughs>